Hello, and welcome back to the Panther Pit. I'm Riley Stapleton here with John Webb. How you doing today, John? Still doing pretty good, you know. Not much changed since the last episode. I'm ready to get going today again. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, too. Let's uh, get right into this. We got the same sports day that we've been talking about with volleyball, football, and softball. But uh, we got some news for you guys about cross country as the boys have won their region and the girls play second. So pretty, pretty encouraging results out of cross country. Looking good. First and second, can't complain too much there. Um, I knew, I talked to some of the some of the dudes on the team going into the season. They were feeling pretty confident, so I'm I'm sure they're pleased with their results. Hopefully, they can uh, they can bring home some medals at state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good news from cross country. But we're gonna hop over to volleyball as their season just ended following a 3-0 loss to Veterans High School. And. The the matchup before that, they took down Arabian Mountain, went in against veterans, couldn't quite get it done. Had a decent season overall. I mean, 20-23 in the regular seasons, not not ideal, but it was enough to get them into the second round of the playoffs. So got to be pretty, pretty pleased. Only four seniors on the team right now, so not going to be losing too much talent. We'll be be able to rebuild pretty quick. And we had three freshmen on the team as well this year, so hopefully those those young girls will be able to uh, use this experience from this year and improve next year. Mm-hmm. And the thing they really need to improve is uh, we got to get better at home because you look at our 2023 record, we were 2-7 and seven at home, 5-4 and four on the road, and 13-12 and 12 in neutral games. So away in neutral, we had you know above 500 records, but 2-7 and seven at home is just not good. And, I mean, there's not a lot to say, really. You just got to gotta step up and protect the home court. If you can do that, you'll be looking a lot better next year. Okay, so uh, we're going to move on over to football. The team just came out of the bye week. Uh, they beat McIntosh the week before, 28-7. Had an extra week to prepare for Riverdale, who's kind of surprised in the region this year. They're up there. Uh Competing for the region title with a three and one region record, six and two overall. And I mean, big win coming off McIntosh had to be them. Couldn't lose this game if we wanted to contend for first in the region still. And I mean, I'm interested to hear what you talked to coach after the game, right? Yeah. What did What did he have to say about their performance there and how they're going to look as far as going into the the next couple games in the at the end of the season. One thing that I really emphasized talking to Coach was I asked them, you know, we lost Rico this year or last year, but this year we've used so many different backs. We have, you know, four or five different threats, and, you know, what is that like? And, you know, a lot of the players I talked to, coaches I talked to, they just said that it's nice that, you know, no one on the team is selfish and, you know, you can give the ball to all these different people and anyone can score a touchdown on any given play. And so that explosiveness, you know, keeps teams guessing, especially with how our offense works. And that, can, you know, provides big plays late in games that could help you. Mm-hmm. And looking at the standings right now, we're sitting at fourth in the region, which is definitely not where we want to be. But the bright side is two of the three teams ahead of us have the same region record as us. Whitewater and Riverdale are both also 3-1 and one in the region. Then you have Griffin, who we beat in the head-to-head, and they're 4-1. and one. So uh, if, we can, if we can finish out the season with these last two games with wins over Riverdale and Fayette, 
we just might be able to pull out a first or second place in the mm-hmm. region. If Whitewater wins out, I believe we'll finish second because of the tiebreaker there. But, you know, we do have the tiebreaker against Griffin, so if we beat Riverdale, beat Fayette County, then we uh, should be good for uh, second place in the region. Unless Whitewater, I believe they have Fayette and McIntosh left. So Whitewater should win both of those games, but you never know what could happen. And uh, another thing is Fayette, we've mentioned this before, how they have that mobile quarterback and, you know, how we've struggled tackling and everything. And a lot of the players I've talked to, they've seen the improvement from everybody. So really winning these two games shouldn't be the biggest problem as long as we don't let Riverdale surprise us. We do have the advantage coming in against Riverdale. We're taking them on here at home. So hopefully we can use that home field advantage and try to come out with a win there. That'll be huge. And another storyline for these last two games is obviously the big thing last year, losing Rico. But Cole, he's only needs a little more than 340 yards in these last two games combined to break Rico's record. He already, if he's, I mean, I believe Rico had 13 touchdowns a season ago. Cole already has 13. So he should top Rico's touchdown records from last year. But if he has two really good games these next two weeks, which we really need, he could break that record too. And another stat that you might find interesting about Cole is he's the first 1,000-yard rusher in, in our region. So it really shows you how dominant our run game has been and how successful Cole's been in transitioning from that defensive first player last year, cornerback, staying behind Rico, to this year taking over and leading the leading the team's offense, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, like I was talking about that loaded backfield, uh, junior Mitch Prowant has... 10 touchdowns this year. I think, I believe, seven rushing, three receiving. And also, we have a freshman running back, Kalen Sims, who's averaging about nine yards a carry. Joey's doing what he does. He makes good reads in those options. He's been running the ball well, too. And Nick Brown has caught fire these last couple games. I believe against McIntosh, Cole had 136 or 37 yards, and Nick had one less yard. But he's been finding the end zone more. And like I said, that's just big to have so many different weapons yeah that's the beauty of beauty of our offense is you don't have to give it to one guy in particular that was just like it was last year too Rico and Dion last year this year we've got a couple guys we have uh Cole we've got Nick we've got Kalen we've got Mitchell Perlant there's so many so many guys that are, I mean our running backs and just offense in general is really deep so that really comes in in uh in use as the games go on and I, I talked to Joey and Cole and Nick following that game against McIntosh, and one question I asked all of them is the growth the growth they've seen from this younger offensive line. And they both say that, you know, the offensive line is doing way better. So uh, that should help us these last two games. We're going to go over into softball as they are now going into the Elite Eight after beating Arabia Mountain in the second round. And uh, they have Buford. Coming up next in the playoffs, they've won the state championship nine years in a row. They finished with a twenty-eight and two record in the regular season, so that's going to be a tough matchup. Buford's definitely an intimidating opponent. They're six and zero in the region, in their region, not ours, as well. So I mean, they're a dominant team. They're just moving up from a four A to five now, so this should slight difference, maybe, probably mm-hmm. not. 
but uh, we're playing at a neutral site, which is good. Uh, we're not at Buford, which is about as much as you can ask for, considering their record. They had a 14-1 and home record. So as long as we're not at Buford, we've got a better chance. Mm-hmm. Playing at Columbus and um, Stars Mill and neutral games is 3-4, and four, mm-hmm. so... And Buford boasts a 7-0 neutral record, so they played less neutral games, but I would rather play them neutral than at home. And one thing is we have a relatively young team, so we can't get intimidated by a, a you know, impressive team like that winning all the state championships they have. And like I said, we're young. We only have one senior, and that senior is Shelby Daniel. And uh, we actually sat down and talked with her before this game against Buford, and uh, we're going to push you guys over to that interview. Me and John here are here with Shelby Daniel, senior for the softball team, as they are now advancing into the Elite Eight of the tournament. So uh, we're just going to start, Shelby. You know, this is the farthest the school has ever gone, so how does it feel to kind of be the only senior leading that team that far? It feels good. And um, I've played on some pretty talented teams the past, past four years, so I'm really excited that we got this far this year. And who would you describe as some of the some of the girls on the team who have really stepped up and come into their own this year, especially as of late in the playoffs? Um, I think Laura Sellers has really stepped it up, and Kate Ashmore with the hitting. Um, Paige Andrews has stepped up being um, one of the only freshmen on varsity and having to pitch a lot because we only have two more pitchers. So so with all these people and just everyone else in general, do you see a good future for the softball team? Yeah, I think they'll, as they grow, because it's a very young team, I think as they grow that the talent will really come in and they'll do well. And you're the only senior on the team, right? Yes. So being that kind of, I guess, leader figure, how do you use that role to try to help those girls to kind of progress them along and help them in the future? Um, I just try to make sure they're not pressured when we play, like that they're not too nervous because it's just a game, but we want to win. So I just tell them to do their best, and if they mess up, it's okay as long as they were hustling. Um, we have Buford coming up Thursday at 2, so I guess you'll get out a little early on, on Thursday. How do you see that matchup going? And it's a best-of-three series, correct? No. Um, the Elite Eight is just a, a double elimination tournament. So um, playing Buford, we will have to... Definitely hit the ball and make sure we have solid defense and that we just make routine plays and don't make errors. So do you think kind of just being younger helps you in any way? Um, I think being younger and making it this far helps because you know you start to see better talent that you're playing against. So I think that benefits you in the in the years to come, mm-hmm. that you know what the skill level is. So it sounds like there's a good future for softball. And jumping back to Buford for a second, we were talking before the podcast, and you mentioned they have seven or eight D1, like, impressively committed players, a lot of SEC commits. What do you... What do you go into that game hoping to do? Is there any difference in your game plan that you would use if instead of saying like a playing a region opponent, like do you go into it differently? 
Um, I think you go in, you know, you go in knowing these things, obviously, but you can't let that intimidate you. Like, you can't just accept defeat going into the game because if you go in accepting defeat, then you're going to take the defeat. And then if you go in knowing that you can win, then you play like you can win. And hopefully you do win. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned it earlier. I thought these games were best of three. Turns out it's just double elimination. Could you kind of go a little deeper into how exactly this tournament works at the end of the playoffs? Yeah, so there's eight teams in the 5A, and um, everybody gets paired up. And, for example, um, if we win Thursday, then we'll play Friday morning, and I'm sure we'll play a couple games Friday, and then the championship game Saturday. So you have to lose two games to be out of the tournament. So you really treat it more like just your kind of standard weekend tournament that you'd play growing up yeah. rather than some thing that schools have made up. Yes. And uh, we talked also, you don't have any offers yet for uh, softball in college. Do you hope to kind of continue your career? Yes. I'm trying to play at Barry College, so I've been talking to the coaches, but... Um, I'm visiting in November, so we'll see if that goes anywhere. And you've really stepped up the further the season has progressed. Can you talk about kind of like coming in clutch almost and kind of improving and reaching your peak as the season goes along? Um, I don't really feel like I've done a lot different. I mean, I've tried... I'm not, like, trying to be clutch and stuff all the time. I'm just trying to do what I can to help our team improve, whether that's getting a double or a home run or moving a runner, sacrificing a runner over to the next base, or just doing what I can to help our team win because I want to go far. Mm -hmm. So we've, you know, talked a lot about how you're the only senior and there's a lot of young people. But, you know, through your experience and going through your four years, what have you learned here? Um... I've learned that you just have to go at it with the mindset that you can win, but you can't go in over too overconfident because then it's just embarrassing when you lose or you just think you can do this and you can't. Um, but you have to know that everybody can be beat. This isn't a game where you're just going to blow everybody out of the water every time. Like There can be upsets just as easy as there can be anything else. I mean... You just can't go overconfident, and you can't go underconfident. You just got to make sure you prepare the mm-hmm. best you can every time. Yeah. Treat every opponent the same. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have. Anything out of you, Riley? I think that's it. Anything you want to say? I'm good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Once again, the Panthers have Buford on Thursday. So uh, we're just going to end the podcast here. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.